This episode of AetherStream is brought to you by Aetherflow Media. We would not be able to create content like this without the support of our amazing patrons. Welcome back to Aetherstream, guys. Today we have a special guest. We have Ari from Aetherflow Media. Hi, hi. And of course, our returning host, Croatoan. Oh. And you know me, because I'm always the derp that doesn't do content. And then we kind of realize that, uh, hey, content's been done, but yet you're still lagging behind. <laughs> Hurry up, Telp. What this means is that all listeners should tag the podcast and remind Tilt to do 5.1 content. Yes. So I do apologize <laughs> for the delay in our content for that because I haven't done the content, but today is kind of a special day. We have a new, our technically our first guest because we've never had a guest on this show. Oh, Ooh. I feel so honored. What? <laughs> yeah. Most, most of the time it's just been the, the podcast crew. So Ari, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, geez. I mean, it depends what you want to know, but I'm Ari. I have a lot of other names online, too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. Uh, what do we want to know? Uh, credit card information, light shows. No, I'm Oh, kidding. the three little numbers on the back. Okay, wait, hold on. Let me get my, <laughs> let me get my purse real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like server you play on, your main that like, you like to play. Obviously, we've talked about your race and Fantasia things but you can talk about that as well there's no limit just keep all the credit card and other oh numbers you mean don't broadcast here. my irl personal information ah oh, darn nope. ruined my entire plan oh no oh no <laughs> uh but all right i'm ari i've been playing final fantasy 14 for like since actually it's almost a year i said six months that i've been like seriously playing but i started my account like last february right after kh3 came out and i got burnt out playing it so i started playing 14 but i've always liked final yeah. fantasy so all it really took was a couple of friends who did play going hey hey do the thing and i was like all right, all right i'll do the thing so i actually started on aether many moons ago on siren so that character that i was talking about where i fantasied her hair and eyes and made it part of her story she was actually my main but she's still a level 60 ninja because i haven't done anything <laughs> since I finished ARR on her. But I mostly play on Ari now, which is why she's my Aetherflow persona. Um, I hang out on Exodus on Primal most of the time, if I'm Whoa, online, ever. <laughs> what was that, Croa? You're on Hello? Primal? I don't know this. I am. I mean, it's in my, it's in my name in the Discord. <laughs> Though I guess I haven't been talking. I've been, I've had a lot going on. So I haven't been super <laughs> active in the Discord. That's fine. Um, I'm a guest, I'm a Dark Knight main right now. That's what I raid with, at least. I don't know how that happened because I started out a Scholar Summoner main. And Scholar is still my, like, alt mm. class. But Dark is my most geared, closest to Biss class, I guess. Not that Very I nice. have ever even bothered with stats yet. Because I don't even, I barely know how to raid. I've done, I've only cleared through two. And I barely know what i'm doing so <laughs> <laughs> it's okay i mean me and my raid team we just wing it because uh i guess the best term that i'd like to call it is that uh our, our raid name is snail force one so we're we're slow but we're just there to have fun that's adorable my team's name is not appropriate for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> nice. i like the name bad, but i'm not gonna risk it <laughs> it's understandable I named our team, Is This a Static? And our icon is that guy who's holding his hand out for the oh, butterfly. The butterfly? 
Yeah. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> Ours is just, um, we're a bunch of heathens who play the game way too much and enjoy memes too much. So our name sort of became a reflection of that. It started as an inside <laughs> joke. And then someone was like, oh, we should make that our name. And now it is. <laughs> I, I can probably picture what it could be. And I'll ask after the podcast because, again, don't want to risk it because the higher ups do listen to this. And if they if they don't like what they hear, we have to re-record. And nobody got we time to edit a second episode. <laughs> no, we won't get the axe yet. We still have two more yep. tries. <laughs> oh, thank God. I guess, is there anything else you want to know? Question marks. <laughs> hmm. What uh, did you talk about? What content you do for Aetherflow Media? Oh, no, I didn't. I talked too much about my actual self. So uh -huh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten to do a whole ton yet, but because I joined kind of like in between issues and stuff, I think, and most of the winter prep had already been done. But I am a reviewer, so I've helped with a couple articles so far and everything. But right now I'm mostly a cheerleader since we're, we just released the winter 2019 issue, which I had a bunch of friends I have a bunch of friends I've met through FF that are very, very into Emmett, and they were really, <laughs> really excited when they saw the Renee interview. So I had yeah, to, yeah. I was like, someone, actually somebody else in my Discord posted it, and I was like, oh, that's my team. And they were like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I helped those guys. I'll let you guys know when the issue's up. And they were like, Whoa lost their minds <laughs> it was super cute that's funny and then i and then yeah when it, we dropped the links uh i sent it over to them and it, they that's all so fan awesome. it was really cute very nice but yeah that's kind of all i do right now just because i save lives so we appreciate you <laughs> thanks <laughs> I, just, I, I i have spelled many a thing wrong and didn't realize it until the last minute and i'm like wow like them last minute edits <laughs> I was just talking about this today with because I am also like friends with a couple of writers in one of my other s servers and we were all talking about how like we are super picky with our like formal writing but then like when mm. I'm talking or when I'm just like casually typing I I'm like super relaxed I generally have like capitalization but that's about it and I was I made the joke that like I'm super nitpicky when I review everyone's articles and everything but everyone gets confused because they're like didn't you just say like PogChamp and Kappa like five minutes ago <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like yes yes I did because I live on Twitch leave me alone <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that I mean I think the worst thing that reviewers have to deal with my articles is that I write using Eorzean speak and sometimes they're like, did you mean to say that? And I was like, I actually did. I'm sorry. And I have to explain it. Like, yeah, that's how they say it in Eorzea. <laughs> like I've done, that's, I've looked it up. And <laughs> I love that. No, I love that though. I love that you like take it to that extreme. Yeah. I, I mean, if anybody actually catches the podcast as they are uploaded onto anchor, not after they're published on the website, because, uh, I know the editors are going to get frowned upon me for this, but um, when you when I upload them, it automatically sends them to iTunes, to uh, Google Play, and all that. I'm horrible with spelling. My English is not good. Oh no! <laughs> I capitalize letters in the middle of the sentence for no apparent reason. <laughs> are you a homestuck troll? Like no, I am not. Typing <laughs> it's just how I type. <laughs> like if you ever pay attention to anything I type, especially in Discord, you'll see like the beginning of a sentence is not capitalized, but the like three words down is capitalized when it shouldn't be. Hmm. Oh, actually, I did notice that when you were sending me the info earlier today, but I wasn't going to say <laughs> anything because it's just casual Discord, and I wasn't going to be a butt. <laughs> so 
as the best way I could say this, and it's going to be a future Rama reference, is stupid fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that stu- one. I love future Rama. That's like one of my yep. favorite shows. I can't count the number of times I rewatched it. When they took it off Netflix, I was infuriated. <laughs> Uh, I actually planned on starting on rewatching it when I realized it was off of Netflix, and I was like, "Well, there goes that plan." Like, <laughs> no, but no, like, um, it, it's just kind of force of habit. I've, I've noticed it more when I actually got picked up to do stuff with Aetherflow Media, and also as I'm writing scripts for not necessarily the podcast, but for video production stuff that I do. I no- I started noticing like, oh. This is capitalized. It shouldn't be capitalized. So I end up writing the whole thing. Then I go back and then edit it. So I end up spending like twice the time than I normally do. Oof. Yep. So that's kind of reason why my uh, typing is so sporadically weird. Is just my pinkies just because they're right there off the shift button. They just hit it and I'll be like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I stopped questioning the way people type online because I spent a lot of time on Tumblr back in the day. And I watched the like multiple comma meme originate and all that stuff. Oh, and God. I was just like, I've given up. I can't, I, I can't handle it trying to correct people anymore. <laughs> I've just stopped trying. If people ask me to, then I will. But otherwise, unless somebody makes a really funny spelling mistake, I don't bother pointing it out. <laughs> now that we got our guest information out of the way, I, I don't mean to push it like this, but you know, we, we sat here for 30 minutes trying to also figure out what we were going to record because we wanted to do our regular scheduled content with our main hosts. So as we were talking about it, we do have, of course, at the time of recording, the live letter hasn't been published yet, but that is coming up here. And so we were talking about it and Ari suggested that we do some theorizing. Plus, I mean, Croton loves doing yeah. lore dives and- Getting I'm, I'm the-, the least qualified person to suggest it, but it <laughs> seems like fun anyway. So, like, why yeah. not? Who cares? <laughs> yep. Plus, Crow loves the lower dives, and you know, mm-hmm. kind of trying to figure out what could be coming from the live letter before the live letter, and then after posting this is going to be kind of nerve wracking for me because it's going to be like, oh, this is going to be bad. Oh no, we we totally predicted wrong. But then Ari's like. Well, you could just say it's a theory. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, worst case, like we get to laugh about how wrong we were. You know? Oh God, yeah. Like when, oh my God, like not to bring it back because I made this joke earlier, but when Matt Pat did his theory on Star Wars and he was trying to theorize about Ray's parentage, I think this is the one I'm thinking of. But he basically was completely wrong and everyone just let him have it and he was like you know what it's fine (laughs) (laughs) and i think we're just gonna have to have that attitude about it like this is this is definitely gonna be just for fun maybe we'll get some things right and that'll be really sick it'll probably be you two that get things right because i'm just gonna throw random stuff out and hope it hits but you know (laughs) yeah so just remember guys this is an aether theory i'm sorry i had to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't worry, it's a good time. <clears throat> well, again, Ari's the one that came up with it, so. <laughs> wow, why are you putting all the blame on me? Hello? Just <laughs> had to pass through every gate in this, in this chat right now. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it picks up and they want more, you could be like popping in all the time, being like, came up with that. It's funny. 
<laughs> yes, I added uh, the snaps in there. <laughs> I can't snap with push to talk, so I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't know where we could start with this because obviously we're going to be getting some information about possibly FanFest. Like at least they're... Do they usually announce the times or just so I can't imagine they would announce like, the time times, but yeah, it's up. what's going on is like, so it's a 14 hour broadcast, right? They do this every year. So it's going to start on Friday. It starts at, I think it's seven o'clock uh, Pacific standard time at the time of this recording, it will start by the time you hear this, it'll already be over, but they always do 14 hour broadcast. It's to celebrate final fantasy, 14 its progress its achievements you know it's kind of like an anniversary event big old thing they Yay. do so it's the rising event exciting. in winter yeah <laughs> um <laughs> they get a bunch of special guests to show up there's a bunch of people that give them flowers and congratulate them for doing a good job with the final fantasy and Shadowbringers has been doing it fantastic by the way um i mean we just saw them win best ongoing game of the year and it got nominated IGN just yeah, IGN gave them game of the year. Yeah, the yeah. alone got, got nominated so many times for like game of the year and stuff. Like mm. just the expansion, which I thought was kind of crazy because I've never really seen that <laughs> before. Because I've never really seen an MMO even get that much recognition, honestly. Or to that level of and a lot of people are, don't even know it's an MMO. You know, they see Final Fantasy and they're like, oh, it's a time, you know, it's a Final Fantasy. They think it's the RPG, and then it's like, well, <laughs> this is actually yes, but no. An update. <laughs> Yep, and so it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. We're getting a lot more people interested in it, definitely. So that's why you know we wanted to talk about possible theories because during the fourteen hour broadcast, they open up with an introduction. They introduce all their special guests and they talk about what they want to do, and then they do the letter from the producer live thing that Yoshi, Yoshida's been doing for a while now. I think it's number fifty, no forty, forty. I can't do Roman numerals. Save my life. Forty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if LVI, the X is LVI, before, LVI, what is that? Is that like this forty-five? Isn't it? Yeah, was fifty was L's. It's it's up there. I don't it's know. I should up. remember this from like the Super Bowl, but I have literally no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if the letters before the L, that means it's not quite fifty. If I remember it, LVI. Yeah. If anything that goes before is like a well, never mind. I'm gonna stop. In a sense, I don't know yes, either. Indeed. Yes. Dang you, Romans. Just Google. That's what mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. <laughs> come on, we just got to use our Moogles. Don't. Oh, come on. What? Moogle. 56. Use your Moogle. 56. 56. Ooh, I was yeah. right. So, oh, okay. Yep. Nice. Nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, I'm here for the duration of the podcast. Live Letter 56 is going to be coming out, and they said they're going to feature the first look uh, what is to come in patch 5.2 which will be premiering next year most likely no specific date but estimated amount usually they they drop patch content sometime it's either three or four months in between each patch so it should be about february march so, yeah february is my estimate i'm throwing february out there as a guesstimate just because we're already you know, we I got content in october to line up with valentine's yeah. maybe yeah, because like they right before the Valentino. Well, okay, wait, yeah. are we allowed to mention data mines on here? Nope. Nope. Then never mind. I don't the know. Val- you mean the Valentinos? Yes. Oh. That- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, we're not supposed to. I w- yeah. I have seen is- some images that yeah. I don't know if they are true. 
<laughs> but if there is any sort of Valentine's event, which I do know that there is a Valentine's event because I've talked to the Calamity Salvage way event. too many times. So, and I there feel is. like if there is going to be anything happening, that'd be a good time for the patch to come out. Kind of yep, like right they before. did with other and stuff. Heaven's Turn. I got Heaven's Turn coming out too. So What's Heaven's I'm new. Heaven's, Heaven's Turn is basically like the New Year's event. So, um, oh, yes. Oh, duh. Uh, what was sense. last year? The year of the... So it's really interesting. It's really interesting. What they do is they we had the chance to go to the Far East in Stormblood, right? And so Mm -hmm. Far East has a lot of you know uh, traditions that are specific to Japanese and Chinese cultures. So in Doma and in mainly it's mainly Hingashi is the one that keeps the the traditions going about. They have the twelve animals of the the Chinese zodiac in the game like canonically and each year they pick one of those animals and then they bring the knowledge of that animal to Eorzea to cross promote the new year in tandem with Eorzean's tradition of picking one of the members of the 12 to represent the year and so it's really funny because every year they announce a member of the 12 and a lot of people have been starting to kind of like figure out if that means anything in the progress of content (laughs) like Oh, this this specific member of the twelve means this, so this is going to happen to us, you know. And it all kind of started because they announced. I think it was 2017 was the year of Ralgar, which is yeah. the Korean deity of Alamigo, and then we got the announcement about Alamigo. So everyone everyone started kind of putting that connection to it, and uh, it's it's funny. I like it, but. That's how. That's basically what Heaven's Turns is. It's a New Year's event. You have people from the Far East come to Eorzea. They introduce the animal of the year. So this coming year should be, I think it's the year of the rat. 2020's so. year of the rat. I'm not super smart with that. Seen Fruits Basket five times. Still yeah, can't I, play the Order of the Zodiac <laughs> animals. I think it is. Yeah. So we got, we got that, that year. So they're going to the bring the themed content based on that. And then they're going to announce... Uh, one of the one of the members of the twelve as the guardian of the year, and last year was Nald Thal, which was really cool. Like I said, people always line it up with current content because we ended up finding out about Emmett Selk and his true identity. So, mm-hmm. and Nald Thal is the guardian of the underworld. So it was like, oh, hey, we get hey. it. Hey. <laughs> so we don't know which DD. We actually. <laughs> a few people in the lore community have been trying to figure out if it's a random draw or they actually have some sort of like cyclical system to the deities that get drawn as guardians. And people have been tracking it since the game has come out because like since the event Valamud started or like since like since, reborn since 1.0 because 1.0 okay. I'm pretty sure one of the uh, one of the heavens turn events was a 1.0 event. And then from yep. that event, they've been trying to keep up and see if if there's a sort of pattern to the gods that get chosen it's really funny <laughs> i can i would trust them to do like they could probably go either way and i wouldn't care but i also wouldn't definitely wouldn't put it past them at all to do a cycle of some kind mm-hmm. i just have that level of attention to detail in my opinion. 2014 no 2013 i'm trying to find the first one 2011 2011 was the first heaven's turn and each year has been assigned to a member of the 12. It's just, we don't, <laughs> we're not able to kind of figure out the whole same system because we're going to end up having to wait 12 years <laughs> for, for any any system at all, if there is one. So it's kind of funny. That's true. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you got to also remember we had, what, 
uh, one year that we didn't have one because of the whole 1.0 to eliminate. They had to work on uh, the transition and they didn't, they weren't able to have an event, but they did actually give out in the following year. So uh, not 2013, but 2014, when the game got rebooted, you had an opportunity to gain items from both years. So that's why there's a random snake helmet just kind of floating about because that was supposed to represent the year that they weren't able to have an event. And you were able to get both helmets during 2014. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, every year they have an, a helmet based on the the member of the zodiac from the Chinese uh, zodiac that they choose from. So we're gonna have rat hats. Mm. Yes, <laughs> I can't wait. I'm gonna embrace my destiny as Mickey Mouse. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, 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 they have to give us ears at least. That that will give it the one. The one that got me the most was Year of the Monkey when oh, they no. did the. Uh, it was. It was the see no evil, hear no evil thing. Going oh, on. yes. That's so cute. I love that. I remember yeah. that. Each hat, each hat had a like, monkey covering his eyes or his mouth or whatever. And it, oh, like they do a really good job with the helmets. I, I don't ever see a lot of glams with them because the helmets are very extravagant, but they do a good job. So <laughs> we'll see what they do with the year. The-, the helmets, though. My one question to Square Enix, are Viera going to be able to wear them? Because I, I I talk about this a lot because it's important yeah. to me and I will keep it brief. Yeah. But my gripe, so, I understand that Square Enix has not been able to go back and do everything, and they have said that they're going to slowly replace yeah. old gear. Fine, I don't expect old gear to have been replaced by the time this race released. However, the fact that new stuff keeps coming out that Viera still can't yeah. wear, huh? <laughs> I want to be able to wear a cute rat hat. Come on, man. There's a possibility that they might give the the extra work to get to work on VR heads. Now, here's I'll make that a theory. That way, if I'm wrong and someone's listening to me and they get excited, I'm just going to say I'm theorizing here because the near event with the he- the hoods they actually fill in VR heads and nothing happens to the head or anything. The ears the ears go out of the hood, so it actually looks. And I thought that would actually look pretty cool. So their work, I think some pieces of more like like the stuff that they advertise like the the heavier content that gets featured they might have the opportunity and resources to work on those hats if that makes sense yeah oh like, no it does yeah it's just the, like the, the, if, the if we get a, if we have another event like and i don't get to wear it i'm gonna be really sad because we already can't wear the pvp hair either like which is yeah kind of crazy it, it i won't i don't want to derail the conversation but I hope that no, I, get you, like, I, get you. I hope that I get to wear the hat. That's that's my thing. I mean, yeah, I have twelve alts that I could probably wear the hat on, but I want to <laughs> wear it on my main. So give it to me, please. It's okay. We derail a lot too. I was just I was just saying, um, kind of like concluding thoughts in Heaven's Turn. Fun event. Curious to see what God is going to be in charge of the year. <laughs> I'm curious if they're going to change the event up. Because uh, we had the fates the last couple of years with the mochi, and now that we're kind of oh, yeah. going away from it, what kind of new events? Because it seems every two years they add something new, and then they modify it the following year. So, oh whoa, hold up! I just oh, what? my brain, my brain just clicked. Uh, <laughs> His brain powerful. No, no the um, the the year of the boar. They uh, added an, a new kind of like sequence to the story where there was a member representing the cat that was trying to get into the zodiac. And yep. I just started Fruits Basket, and I realized the connection now. 
Quick aside, thoughts on Fruits Basket. I just got to know. Are you and you're watching the current 2019 one, I assume. Yes, the 2019 one. I they released it. They got permission from the author to make a new series with her supervision. And they did a incredible job. I won't say a lot because I don't know how far you work. Not yet, but I'm in progress. So no, I just I just I was I watched the the original anime. It's so good. It's so good. Anyone listening who is also an anime dweeb like me, please watch. I think we all are in our hearts. We are playing a JRPG, so honestly, I haven't. I've seen a lot of people who will like play RPGs or JRPGs, but then still like really be against anime and stuff. So wow, because they just like to play. Our last expansion was Japanese themed. Like it can't, you can't get any. It was literally in the Far East. Like that was all. (laughs) Come on, like I, I, I wanted to like Stormblood so bad, but I really just couldn't. Though part of it was also that it was holding me back from Shadowbringers. I was like two weeks into the Shadowbringers release, still in Stormblood, and I was like, let me out. Let me out. (laughs) I need to get out of here. I need to get away from Elise. Please. You could replace her with a pile of oatmeal and I'd be okay. Just let me out. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Because we have somebody on our podcast team who is very spiteful for the original Minfilia. You mean Very the original spiteful. cardboard cutout that was ground tanking the waking sands? Pray walk to the waking sands is the trigger word for our co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a friend who makes fun of it a lot. Like I like Minfilia, but I just don't care. Yeah, Minfilia. Minfilia. I feel bad. Ugh, there's so much content about that character, but you have to dig for it, and there's a lot of work that goes into like learning the backstory that people miss out on because it was like she was she was one of the 1.0 characters, and there was this really significant shift that people missed out on because A Realm of Born is technically five years after 1.0, so there's a lot of change and ah ah. Like, <laughs> Well, I feel like they, if she was a decent character, they probably watered her down a lot because she has like little to no involvement in a realm reborn, and like yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, and it, I think there was intention behind that, but it was complete. So, the intention is missed because no one remembers her 1.0 rendition. Well, okay, I actually do have one thing I can contribute to this conversation, which is that I've heard, especially because <laughs> we had the restoration, that there's a lot of theory that. Any so any of the upcoming like bosses or something might be related to Ishgard stuff. Well, see, like I didn't even get a chance to do any of the uh, restoration. Oh, yeah, restoration. Because like, don't get me wrong, I I love World Prague, but it seemed like when we had our first day of um, restoration, it was always locked out because people were locked out of their servers because their servers were locked out by everybody in their server. There were so many wanderers going from. It was absolutely insane. I didn't. I also didn't have crafters leveled up, so I was like sitting there with level sixteen weaver. Like, what am I gonna do, man? I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't help. Basically, uh, the content itself is you're allowed to contribute at level twenty. That's they they brought it yes. the way to that. So it's really nice that they're considering those that haven't done crafting. To kind of go, because like, yeah, yeah, being able to get to level 20 (laughs) makes it a lot, there's a lot less power jump versus, oh, this is only for level 60 or, you know, whatever. So I really, I really enjoyed that they did that. But, oh, do you think they're finally going to put fishing in this patch? (laughs) I I think so. so. 
I think contrib- uh, fishing contributions should be recognized, or at least some items crafted by fishers, like you know they need the materials that they need, because it's just you don't want to leave them out. And fishing, I, a fishing gets a lot of bad reputation, but I have to, <laughs> okay, I have to defend it because I I got to add the lore to a fish, so I have to be nice to fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, if you don't know this, Ari. Uh, Croa at last fan fest was able to actually get to put a description for one of the new fish that was implemented right there on the spot. Oh my God. I, I love that. So, so I have to, I have to be nice to fishing cause it, it has a, my stamp on it. Like it's like, Oh, your, your spikes on spikes on spikes. My, my spi- yeah. I, I made the fish have multiple like spikes, like layered spikes, but spikes coming out of the spikes. I mean, like the description actually says that word for word, what I said in the audience Koji typed in the thing. So <laughs> that's so great. I, that's so awesome. And it's a legendary fish of all things, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with the fishing as a class. It's just like it gets no recognition. It's yeah, it's, it's just it like just, there's nothing that can like, contribute to the end game kind of thing other than like, yeah, I mean, you can I guess you can get some of the stuff for potions, but eh. You know, I, like it's, I, I also it doesn't feel have that though power. that like, like bags of vipers. Hey, I'm a gatherer. I can get much. stuff for end game potions. I can get stuff for end game gear. No one asks for a fisher to get stuff for glamour. Come on, you know. <laughs> yeah. What's that? You need a fish to build this giant wooden box thing? What? You don't know. Maybe maybe the scales of the fish is strong enough to help sand the wood, and you need this. You know, <laughs> You're trying so hard, and I appreciate that so much. <laughs> Look, when He's you live trying in to make world, it work so bad. Aorzi has got some really interesting concepts. A lot of things can be solved with ether, and if a fish, if if you need a fish, all you gotta do is give it the ethereal requirement, and it's got it. There are fish that can cast black magic. There are fish that live in volcanoes. They got everything. So I'm sure we can get them to help craft somehow <laughs> you broke up there but i was able to actually hear most of that with the lava fishing <laughs> the lava fishing is insane i will uh i can't every time i think about it, it just dry like i'm like i sit there staring at the volcano in confusion because i'm like i don't know how i'm physically doing this right now i don't know how any of this works and then, like you read the descriptions there's a fish in the volcano that's pre-cooked huh like, I feel like that's one of those things where FF is like, don't question it. Just just go along. <laughs> it, it literally says in the lore that the fish is pre-cooked. Like, it, it, like as you pull it out of the water, you can eat it right there on the spot because it's cooked. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> so how is it alive and biting the real? I don't understand. Like, what is it? So, so if you can have cooked fish swimming around, you can have something to help contribute to Ishgard. No, I see it. I see it. I see I it. I see it. <laughs> but can I believe it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Crow. <laughs> oh no, but it's good. It's good. It fits. But like, I, I don't. I don't think we're gonna get too much of Ishgard restoration. If anything, we're gonna get one of the districts unlocked. That's probably gonna be one update per. Well, I mean, what actually. I meant by that, sorry, yeah. I should clarify, was like people were saying that ne- more content might be related to back to heaven's word. So maybe we're getting. Oh, I see. I see. Some more like callbacks okay. to that. Well, I don't know without how, without like, putting too much out it. there. Um. Because no spoilers, but the uh, the current update as of this episode five point one five, the the Blue Mage content is completely centered on Heaven's Ward stuff. 
So there's a lot of focus on currently. We not only do we have all the crafters there in heaven in Heaven Sword back at Ishgard, we got all the blue mages running around Ishgard. Ooh. So <laughs> there's a lot of focus on Ishgard right now. A lot of a lot of a uh, renewed uh, visitation of the main the city state. Renew hoped. Yeah. <laughs> Amrick has not been forgotten. <laughs> My husband! <laughs> oh, God. It's like, well, everybody loved Amrick. Let's just take him back to him. I don't I know. We have I want to go home. Guy. Let's go. He's a good guy. Have you read his backstory? He's a good guy. I like he's him. such a good he's boy. Cool. Okay, listen. He's, he's a good guy. Like, I can I can talk a little bit about Amrick just because of what I've read. He's cool. <laughs> I love him with everything in me. Second only to <laughs> um, I will make this public right now. Uh, there was one time during um, the final steps of Emirat, and I, it was a race with in our raid. And I don't know why I was possessed to do it, but I did it. And I basically pretended I was Caboose going through the main story. <laughs> I kept calling Emmett uh, Emmett Salk Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. <laughs> yes, Emmett Smith. I don't know what possessed me to do it. I just kept calling him that. And yeah, <laughs> I have a recording somewhere, and I, and I may or may not post it because it, it's dumb. But it's funny. Please, yeah. I want to see this for myself. <laughs> Again, I may or may not have it. I don't know, but I know my raid team was enjoying every second of it. But yes, um, back to Blue Mages. <laughs> I, I didn't know that uh, Blue Mages got updated this this little patch. They um they added. Well, they gave them a huge update. They gave them more. Probably class I'm probably class. wrong, but I know they're up to like sixty 30, now for the level cap. Sixty, sixty, oh. yeah, sixty, sixty yeah. total spells that you can learn, and they now have a new option that lets you queue in and party to do content. Mm -hmm. Uh, once you get to the second half oh, of the quest line, it's, you can I think it's uh, eight stacks of blue mages. Yeah. Yep. You yeah. can have a full party eight or a hot, light, a light party to jump into to content. Now, because the thing is, what? the biggest issue with limited jobs was not being able to queue with people. You would have to unsync content just to get anything done. But now they have a, its own like system for queues and getting stuff done. So I think that's a really good update. Um, nice. Do you think um, with this limited job system that we may see another limited job come out within like mentions? Um, so and FanFest when they were introducing Blue Mage, they said Blue Mage more or less is an experiment to be able to see what they are able to do as far as limited jobs are allowed. And they whispered on stage, I have it, I have it. I can get I can get it vouched for me. I was in the audience and they said that they might even consider adding a beast master or puppet master. Or something. <gasps> I was just talking to someone about that on Twitter. We were both like, I really yeah. want beast master because like we have summoner and like that's cool and all, but it's not the same, dude. It's not the they same. Want, they want to. They want to, and they've definitely expressed their condolences to the audience and the the crowd that they're not. They're not trying to restrict us with the fact that it's a limited job. The, the fact of the matter is that everything that the job is allowed to do just is too overpowered for the current scenario. <laughs> like death. To, yeah, being able to use death on a, on a raid boss just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. And, <laughs> yeah, that's a little too much. So, 
that's why they want to they want to give you the full experience of what that job represents in final fantasy because we you know final fantasy 14 is a theme park it's supposed to be you know chock full of easter eggs from various final fantasies throughout the franchise's history they don't want to water it down they don't want to cut out anything and make it less than it should be but in order to do so they have to give it kind of a handicap and that's they decided that keeping it out of main content would be best to keep the theme going if that makes sense so yeah that's why it's separate but then like they said they mentioned with this opportunity you can get various jobs that wouldn't work in the traditional setting but could work outside of it and then something that could play on the side so look forward to it maybe we'll see if there's gonna they're gonna add one by by next year or so we'll see if anything i'm expecting them definitely talking about it so yeah if anything i'm expecting them to kind of do it what they did with the blue mage be like hey fan fest is here and uh you know all this cool stuff to come up and oh by the way new job tomorrow have fun (laughs) maybe not tomorrow but you understand yeah very uh, very exciting oh god just Uh, being in the crowd when they announced or showed the teaser trailer because it was a teaser trailer then yoshida was like he now they they kind of do it kind of theatrically I think they plan ahead anyway, but the way it looks on stage is funny because Yoshida's like, all right, that's it. We're done. And they get ready to head off. And then someone's like, no, you're not. And Yoshida's like, I'm not. <laughs> like, <laughs> and oh, here comes big boss. No, we have more content. And then the, the CEO of Square Enix shows up on stage in Blue Mage gear. <laughs> and, yeah. and Yoshida's like, no, what are you doing here? You're spoiling this. No, don't like, promise some things that we can't do. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's like, why, why is my boss standing in front of me in the Blue Mage gear? And it's a really funny show to watch because they, you know, they they played up really well. But they definitely, because um, the, the thing, the worry was <clears throat> the last job they added mid expansion was Ninja. And yes. Anyone that's had history with that when it first came out, it was a very unbalanced job. They weren't able to contribute as much resources as they could have due to the fact it was, you know, mid cycle, mid development cycle and everything. So they swore they weren't gonna do it again. They weren't gonna add a job mid expansion because of just the lack of resources. And then boom, blue mage. So they're trying. They keep trying. Yeah. They're doing their best, but <laughs> I think yeah. what it was was because Ninja was more of a main staple, and Blue Mage is that more. They would have to. Limited. I think limited job gives them more opportunity to balance it on a different scale than say yeah. this job needs to be able to fight Alexander. It needs to be able to fight current mm-hmm. content as soon as it falls. Because I mean that's a that's a lot of work to get up to that point, especially when implementing something new. Because they're gonna have to balance yeah. it against all the other jobs. They have to make sure all the other jobs don't get uh, outshone. Yoshida's really the same expectations too. either to the player base. They're yeah. not expe- they're not that way. They're not expecting those things either. Yep. So so it did. Ninja did come in pretty like pretty hard. They had a hard time with it, but they got it to balance itself. Kevin like a wrecking ball. Five point one. Five point one brought some really good ninja changes. So I have to say that oh, that was that was. Ninja's wonderful now. <laughs> it's a wonderful I, I have not tried Ninja since uh, Shadowbringers launch, so I'm willing to give it a shot now. They definitely, they definitely fixed it. It's a lot of fun now. 
trust. I they played it like right when it, they made the changes and everybody was complaining about it, and I was like, it doesn't feel that different. I don't understand. <laughs> it was the level up as far as I understand it. Like, see, and Yoshi is great at explaining what he does, but then the the only dilemma is the fact that it's all in Japanese, so most of us don't know what he's saying. So if you find a good translator. You can actually find out what he was trying to do with Ninja. He explains the whole process in the live letters, so it's really cool. But you know, you gotta make sure you can get the right translation because then he'll explain to you what he did. And most of it was just to level out potencies and give it a lot more opportunity to gain damage and you know, buff buff its potencies. And I mean, it hits a lot harder, that's for sure. <clears throat> so well, now you don't have to be behind for trick too. If I remember, was one of the updates. I they got rid of the the the, the, positional? the positional requirement, and that's such a blessing. Yeah. I forget though, which is hilarious. I forget that that's a thing, and I'll still run behind the monster by muscle memory, and then be like, "Oh wait, I don't have to do this anymore." <laughs> I would totally <laughs> and, do that too. And waste that, me, waste that uptime. I waste the uptime because I'm in I'm in old mindset. I'm in that, I'm in that old fighting mindset, and I'm like, "Oh wait, like ah. so, no." <laughs> it's funny. Hmm. So I mean, um, I mean, cl- clearly we we're, t- we're talking about all the stuff, and like, I don't think we've made any theories of what's co- to come. Potential new stuff. We've been talking about restoration. We've been talking about yeah. blue mage and limited jobs. You know, so yeah. and having certain about events. Some possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no, there's I mean, it's theories, but not like we're not out here like fully crafting like. Sankrit is actually yeah. Rin's father kind of theories. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the, we're not that. The tin hat, the pink oil hat stuff. We'll oh, save God. that for a later episode. <laughs> save that yes, for when exactly. Dylan's here. Because Dylan's tin hat theory <laughs> corner. Oh, no. If we're doing tin well. hat, like foil hats, I got to come in like fully armed. Like, come on. I need some prep time. <laughs> we definitely need to have you on one of those full conspiracy theories, theories with, yeah. yeah, with Dylan. I love conspiracy theories. Listen, let's go. <laughs> um, so clearly, our Eden stuff—we've gotten um, Titan and Leviathan in this round. Do you think yeah. we may see similar primals of a Realm Reborn, or do you think we're gonna probably pop into Heaven, uh, Heaven Sword, yeah, Heaven Swords? Gotta keep Heavensward? watching. Heaven Sword. <laughs> I mean that would line up so, with kind of the, what we were saying, but I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'd appreciate it if we'd move the on way, and not do the any way, more AR primals. Yeah, the 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 theme that they're trying to suggest. So you're basically well, for those that haven't done the Eden story, this is related to that. The idea is that you're restoring the ether to the empty. And you have to do every element in a certain order. That's why you're fighting the primals, because the primals, as it stands, the first six were the most specific idea of those elements to you Mm -hmm. as a warrior of light, you know, out of everyone you fought. So, So definitely in the very beginning, it was all one element, one specific theme. They didn't start kind of leaving that idea till they introduced Ramu, because Ramu, yes, is a primal of lightning, but he's also a god of man and not the sylphs. 
He's designed for yes. a person and has a lot of history that is being suggested that Koji Fox has yet to discuss. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that out loud now. <laughs> but, Call you out, Koji. <laughs> <laughs> and has this said he'll bring up later. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> But yeah, once Ramu was introduced, they started straying away from the idea of just base elemental. And they got into more themes of history, more themes of legends, things like that. And then we got oh, Shiva, okay. which is completely, you know, which is focused, yes, is a primal of ice, but is also based on a legend. You know, they they have her based on, you know, religious history. So they started straying away from that. And so my question, like, okay. at least at least in the theory, I can see Garuda. I can see ifrit so to represent both fire and wind but i don't know if they're going to be be able to do ramu and shiva because those two primals specifically aren't just their element they represent the element and a historical component and a religious component there's something extended from their source so i don't know if that would like mess with the ether if that makes sense or something yeah. to that point. so yeah, i can see us be like all right let's go fight wind yeah, they're not a raw elemental primal. They're just, you know, they're based on very, they have a different, like, like, composition to them. And so we could be, like, running in, we go fight Garuda version 2.0, we go fight Ifrit, <laughs> and then we go try to figure out what to do about lightning, and then it's like, oh, this doesn't work the way we thought it would, because this isn't really the same guy. And we'll either have to create a new primal, or then the story, like, plot will move on, and then we'll have to figure out stuff about the Voidwalker. Okay. So we'll see. You, so, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm in the air about it. I will definitely theorize that Garuda and Ifrit will come into the picture. But I don't know about the last two. Or okay. any so just thinking about it, regardless, our lightning, <clears throat> lightning person, hands down, just because of the history that we've had in the last expansions, is going to be something with a beard. That's all I can say because <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, the last twenty-four man uh, <laughs> raid, we had Sid, who was the Thunder God. Oh, that's um, nice and confusing. Yeah, right. So we're just gonna fight a giant beard at this point. Is all I'm gonna see. <laughs> it's, just, it's just that it's that shared legend that gets passed down from you know uh, believer to believer. You know, story writer, story writer. The people share their oral tales and histories it's throughout Ranjit. the. You know, I'm just calling centuries. it now. Oh God, Ranjit! He used, oh. he used fire and lightning. <laughs> Let's go. That is true. He does have I lightning would. powers? He does have lightning powers. I could see. Yeah, <laughs> Giant plus he has the Ranjit beard, primal. so you know we're, he fits all the requirements. Like, they they tell us. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna record this point here. I'm gonna say this. They're gonna tell us. All right, we need a primal of lightning, and then we're gonna think about Ranjit on accident. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then Ranjit's gonna get triggered, and head. we're gonna have to protect her because we made him. And it's like, Meh! like you're like, Yo. my memories are trash. Like, <laughs> like, Ranjit, why have you forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> why won't you forsake me? Oh God, leave me Yo. alone. <laughs> uh, so you're thinking that we might get a fire wind this one for at least the at Eden? Least two of them. Because well, we, yeah. we need like, um, definitely Ifrit. Definitely Ifrit. Ifrit is is as I mean, as far as it goes, he his theme was the original primal theme. Like yes. he doesn't he's like actually one of the most have his iconic own... creatures yeah. in all of Final Fantasy too. Like he's a consistent 
is just yes. the Lord of Fire. That's that's has always yeah. been his his theme of things. He his his creation legend is very not I won't say like not in a sense of like bad or anything. It's just it's very simple. He's like he created life from motes of flame. That's his creation. That's his legend. Like that's you know he doesn't have a lot of story to him. It's just he is fire manifest and everything he touches is sacred that's why the Maldra fight for the desert because the desert is the most fire touched land and therefore yeah. sacred to Frit. so there's yeah you know there's not much outside of that they, they can really pull upon i'd imagine but and then Garuda. so well yeah. who, who i do I, i'm about to i I'm will about say to, oh good all right i'm about to, to to divert a little bit i don't know who knows the full legend of garuda but there was a really fantastic development that came from the lore book back in 2016 i want to say uh-huh. yeah 2016 that was answered at fan fest because someone like the answer was in the lore book someone asked the question koji brought up the question on screen and said look at the lore book the answer's in there and we found it and it blew all of our minds so I don't know do, if you want to talk about that now, if you want to save that yeah. for a future episode. Uh, you. I, I thought you meant like the like the Hindu legend of Garuda, and I was oh, like, no, no, what? no, just like <laughs> in game, in game. There's there's a lot to go into with that. So Ooh, but, we may actually have to save that for when they actually announce which primal it is. Okay, yeah, we can do that. That would actually yeah. be kind of cool. Is if they do, if they do, like as an idea, like if they do end up releasing those primals, we get you could do like. Oh yeah, we could just the previous content. Yeah. 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 That'd be cool. Rainy day ideas. Rainy days. The primal podcast. The primal cast. The primalcast. We got eight history. As somebody on Primal DC, I like that. Oh man. HR is gonna be very happy with me now. Uh or at least the editors are gonna be like, well. Are you still Aether Stream? Yes. Then why do you keep calling yourself Primal Cast? Primal Cast because it's about primals, you know. Like, <laughs> what's this Aether theory we're hearing about? <laughs> oh God! <man. laughs> oh no! <laughs> Matt Pat's coming back for his IP. We have uh, the game theorist lawyers on the phone right now. <laughs> but we're, we're not calling ourselves game theorists. We're just true, saying Aether theories. We're Aetherologists. There we're Aetherologists. Oh. That's in game. So. <laughs> there you go. Digging it. Students of Baldessian, <laughs> let's go. Students of Baldessian, we got to re-, yeah. re we got that. <laughs> that is true. So with all that, uh, let's do one last piece because uh, we are almost at max time here. So, oh, whoops. our previous renditions of uh, expansions, we've gotten like the Warring Triad, and then we had the Four Lords. Is there anything that you may suspect that we have coming up for or down the pipeline, hint, hint, so of what we may see? My theory, now, like I said, there's no, the, the way the, the themes have always worked thus far, at least as I've seen, with the two expansions that we got, we were able to see a kind of shared theme of, you know, the Warren Triad, evidently, those three come from Final Fantasy VI. And so the whole plotline had a, a, a strong developmental theme around those three deities that were based off of deities in Final Fantasy VI. And, yep, and then they then saw put Kefka. Them all, yeah, they, there was a, <laughs> yeah, there was a Kefka, there was a Kefka themed build. There's actually a Kefka themed building 
in Azislaw, if you go over there and you see where the statues are for the Warren Triad, the building in the middle with the wing, that's a reference to Kefka. Oh, and so we're thinking Kefka was going to be a part of it, but you know they just stuck to the Warren Triad itself. So that was it was still pretty cool because it, it kind of makes sense. The Warren Triad, their powers were taken by Kefka, and you know things like that. It's it's yeah. it's that's something else. Anyways, but. Then we come into Stormblood, and we get the... So, I don't think anyone suspected the Four Lords, but it fit really well with the, the context of the, the, the setting, because we were expanding the lore of, the, middle, of the, the Far East. The Far East. We were expanding the lore of Doma, of Hingashi, of the, the, the themes of that area. And so, we get that the whole spill about... Um, <clears throat> auspices and things like that and they base it off of the the so these animals that they base the the, the trials on are actually guardian animals in traditional uh chinese oh, yeah, the animals, right? astrology yeah they have these yeah. they actually have these animals as constellations in in Japan and China, and they have these animals on like the maps. You can see a lot of content. Like, I mean, they have clothes. They have uh, <clears throat> buildings named after them. They have all sorts of things. Like, they're they're like a part of the culture of China, Japan, and I mean, there's they have like translations in Korea. They have translations of them in Thai. It's they they're very very iconic in that in the East as animal symbols. So I think it was it was more in part to. to to represent that area as well as a shared theme. So my theory, mm. this is where this is where we this is where we'll get deep. My theory is that since we're dealing a lot more currently with themes of light and darkness, we're either going to be able to find out something more along the lines of like the universal setting. So things that are related to the shards, things that are related to the elder primals, the eldest of all primals, you know, things like that. <laughs> um, okay. I want to, my, 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 my tin hat goes on here just a little bit because I want to think that it might be something along the lines of like the four fiends, maybe from final fantasy four, because oh. the, they, 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 they're four trials. They're each themed off an element and they each had some sort of role playing in the the story of Final Fantasy IV. Now, I don't know if they're going to go straight into that. I think, if anything, it's definitely going to be otherworldly. It's definitely going to uh-huh. have something to do with the shards. Something it might be, it might just be um, high void scent, something like that. I could see not particularly because the thing is, we we all thought it was always going to be primals, right? We we were raised we were raised with primals for a very long time, and then they dropped four lords on this and the four lords are not primals those are auspices is a whole different kind of you know beast of of category there and so that means at this point they can really do anything they choose as long as it's a shared theme so that's why i'm willing to say it might not just be primals it could be something else it could be void scent. it could be something from another world you know we have 14 shards uh, three of them are accounted for. The rest are kind of just out there. You know, we had seven that got destroyed. There's like four others that haven't been talked about. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I would, 
I would stretch myself to say that it's got to have something to do with the, those themes they've been talking about, the light, the darkness, the ethereal balance, the fight between the elements that they've been working on lately. I feel like it's going to build out of that. So Okay. That's my that thing. Sure. Yeah, but that's why I say four fiends, hmm. because those the four fiends could easily be worked into the story as some sort of void scent cadre that had worked together ended up getting a lot of elemental material and then we need that elemental material to help restore the first and so we got to fight them now something like that maybe <laughs> I, I i can see this that part hello. hey there Welcome he is back. okay so i'm on my phone now <laughs> but <laughs> oh no since oh, we audio. just have a little bit left to record i figured i could troop with the bad phone audio for a does your just, computer maybe just need like a, a driver update for your like audio or something? I think I it was weird. It just so this happened a few episodes back. I think Tilp remembers where I would yep. just talk and then all of a sudden my audio just flat out cuts out. And no matter what I'm doing, I'll reconnect, unconnect, and do all that stuff. And it's just it's just gone. Like it's, it doesn't recognize I have a headset. Doesn't recognize anything. That sounds like it's a bad weird. driver, bad port driver to me. I would yeah, def- I would definitely go to your vice manager and check your uh audio jack ones just to be safe Hearn. yeah we we just need to give him a good computer <laughs> i know i mean, <laughs> I, I need a computer like a motherboard it just needs a couple things if you if you can find the money for those parts i mean <laughs> at this point <laughs> it needs like a new graphics card and some more ram and a hard drive but that's kind of it really it already has an i5 and, CPU in it and everything. And an OS, mm. can't forget that. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I mean, I have a an install USB for that I made for Windows 10 to restore my computer, so you just oh, okay. buy a key. So, easy. Easy peasy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, anyway, I don't yes. know I don't know where we lost yeah, you that. Um he was finalizing hmm. his theory about light and dark themes being the next yes. set of fights. Okay. Yeah, I can start there and then that way we can just like kind of like go and uh, re-piece it together. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> it's alright. Uh, technology hates me. Alright. It, bad day is Ari says. Yeah, yeah, the cursed day. It's cursed! <laughs> <laughs> But, um, all right, so you know, with light and dark themes being the base of the Shadowbringers expansion, I want to say that the th- theme that they're going to use for the primal fights is going to have something to deal with the forces of light, forces of darkness, it's going to have something to do with the shards, I'd imagine. And I was thinking that there's a chance for them to be able to branch out once more from the primal theme since they didn't do primals and stormblood they can do primals or something else like void scent they can do something else like a different entity from one of the other shards that haven't been touched that would be interesting yeah there's 14 so there's there's 14 different there's 14 reflections total seven seven of them yeah seven of them been destroyed one of them is a void and we still have enemies coming from the void, despite that. The one that has no ether whatsoever still is occupied by souls, twisted souls. So I'd like to say there might be like an overwhelming force of darkness that has to come in. 
or some point to balance out all the light that's still in the first okay. or you know working with the idea of different shards because we have had guests from the 13th because we've had um representations from that area I, yeah. That's why I want. I want to say that I think that these trials are going to have something to deal a little bit more deeper into the cosmos and like you know how the world is formed, how the shards are formed, and what really is needed for the first to come back to a more stable state and away from the flood light that they were dealing with. So those are my um, guesses. But I, yeah, I'll throw that. I'll throw out four fiends. That's a really easy thing they could use from uh, Final Fantasy Four. Uh, elemental themed uh, void scent that has something to do with restoring the world. We can get that going. Um, I wanna, I wanna say something. Maybe something from Final Fantasy X. You Please. know, a, the Aeons. They could bring up the Aeons. Please. They could bring up. <laughs> you know, no, no. I, I mean, there's, there's a lot of material. There's a lot of opportunity to kind of just like draw those concepts. Because what, what we're looking for is a shared theme of large beings that get tied into the current setting. And since we're working on themes of light and darkness and we're working on themes of otherworldliness, we're working on things that are from other places, you could technically draw from anything at this point and just say, it's from this shard or it's from this area. You know, the, we've, had, we've had several instances or references to the 13th. We have, you know the references to shards have been destroyed. And so we'll, you know, we can see where we go with this and, you know, souls, souls perpetuate, you know, that's why we have the Asians, so they could have, you know, souls from other shards come involved, get involved and then they're become the problem. You know what I mean? We'll see. I, I'm curious. I want to see, I want to see what we're going to do with this. Cause I definitely do not have like a very strong basis to pull from aside from just what they've been working on currently okay. in the expansion. I would so, yeah, love that's why. for more 10 content. Like, we got the Mog Station items from FanFest a while back. Yeah, yeah, the AIM set and the... Because you don't the, know... You, the depths of my disappointment when I realized that Summoner was not, like, Unisummoner and I was not <laughs> summoning the Aeons, I was yeah. mad, but I still play it. But I would love... I mean, like, they're trying to get there. You can summon... But I you would can summon the Demi Bahamut. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not the same. I want to... <laughs> it's not the same. I would love... <laughs> To see like <laughs> the fight, like the sin fight, brought oh yeah, yeah, that would be really that cool. would be incredible. That would be interesting. I would, and I could really that could work really well with some of the more religious relations to the primals, or if it or if Spira was a shard and it's brought sin comes over from the void or some crap. I don't Ooh. know, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I just I want it to happen. Now that you said it, mm -hmm. my brain won't stop. Yeah. I want it. <laughs> I've, I've put it, I've put that energy out there. We'll see what happens. No. I hope so. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so, thank you, Ari, for joining us on our little theorist style podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's been fun, and I'm more than likely going to invite you when Dylan has the Tin Hat Theory corner. I mean, I will. I will come back anytime as long as I'm not doing something else in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, if you guys enjoyed her, let us know so that way we may actually inc incorporate more guests. Um, this is one of those experimental podcast ideas that we were talking about, even though we just put this together like 30 minutes before. <laughs> well planned. It was all planned from the we beginning. Planned all of this. 
So, I mean, minus the little hiccups for Crow Tolan, but other than that, yeah. everything else was planned. Yes. 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 Hildebrand would be proud. So proud. <laughs> so, thank you guys for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it as always. Um, clearly, we do have the Discord chat room that you can give us suggestions and ideas if you wish, or you could just come say hi. Or hang out uh, with the rest of the Aether Flow fans. Yes. We have a, oh, and we have a Starlight, we have the Starlight uh, G Pose thing going on right now, too. The screenshot. Comment. Yes. So that's a good I totally forgot to about that. Boom. Oh, man. <laughs> now the editor is going to be like, well, hey, can you plug more Aether stuff in the podcast? It's like, eh, I, I feel like maybe. it's fine. I'm here as a, represent- as a full representative of Aetherflow Media. That should be on me. So, yes, the Discord is great. You meet people who are trying to plan to go to FanFest 2020. There's Starlight contest going on. We have links to a lot of other community events that are happening around Starlight. So just generally a great place to hang out. Yeah. So join us on Discord. Greatly appreciate the... the wow, I totally botched it. Greatly <laughs> appreciate you guys there as well. So, But with that, guys, we're going to end for today. We hope you have fun. Hopefully some of our theories are correct. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> we'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a scoreboard in in Discord so you, that way you guys know how well we did. But until Great. next time, guys, we wish you a wonderful eve. Bye. Bye. AetherStream is part of Aetherflow Media, a community-based project with a focus on Final Fantasy XIV. Aside from this podcast, we produce web content in our magazine, Aetherflow. And if you like what you see in here, consider joining our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash Aetherflow Media. All funds go towards providing you with the best possible content that we can create.